0: story pirates podcast listeners lee here today's show is pretty interesting you might actually think at first that it's an episode of my long-running and extremely popular bonus series D-Cards. and maybe it is but it also features fancy alligators unreliable narrators vikings giant tentacles and a trash zombie or two all of that and more after these quick words for the grown-ups where we celebrate our favorite and weirdest stories from the Story Pirates archives. Today's Deep Cuts episode is all about unusual hobbies. Now, you've probably heard about collecting baseball cards or.
3: Aha! Uh-huh. I knew it!
0: Megan, don't barge in like that!
3: Don't tell me how to barge in! You're the one on trial here, Lee! You're recording a podcast without us, aren't you?
0: What? No, I'm just doing a Deep Cuts episode. People love the Deep Cuts episodes. I can't believe you.
3: You can't just force us out like this.
0: What are you talking about? I'm not forcing anyone out.
3: Not if I have anything to say about it. I'm telling everybody. Telling them what? Wouldn't you like to know? Ha! Door open or closed? Uh, open's fine. Good, because I think I broke it when I barged in.
2: We were just bored and said, hey, why don't we write a story? I have a huge imagination. If you only use your eyes, then you'll see less stuff. If these characters know that they're in a book, do they hear the narrator? We inspire each other. And the world will never be the same.
4: Welcome back to the Story Pirates Podcast.
5: Where we take stories written by kids and turn them into sketch, comedy, and songs. Hold your horses, everyone. Okay, but, uh, (laughs) they're getting pretty heavy. Rolo, where did you get those horses? I'm not sure. There's no time for this, because
3: I've got an announcement. Lee, you know, our work friend, has betrayed us.
0: (gasps) (gasps) Don't gasp at that. I didn't betray anyone.
3: Oh, no? Then why did I discover you recording a secret episode of the podcast all by
0: yourself? It's just a compilation episode. I don't need you guys to... He admits
3: it. He said he doesn't need us. Well, I say if he doesn't need us, then we don't need him. Let's record our own podcasts all by ourselves. Who's with me? Yeah! Good luck doing the rest of the show by yourself, Lee. Wait, what? Can somebody explain to me what a podcast is?
0: Okay, I'm pretty confused right now, but the show must go on. I'll figure this out after we do a story. Listeners, get ready for a real doozy, because this first story has an unreliable narrator, which means you can't trust a single thing the narrator says. Here's the author to
2: introduce it. Hi, my name's Liam. I'm 10 years old and I live in Wisconsin. This is my story Alf the Alligator's Tea Night.
3: Once upon a time, there was an alligator named Alf. Darling! Oh, darling! What is it, Alf?
6: My, you look marvelous in that waistcoat.
4: And you lovely in that silk dress. But have you seen my ruby cufflinks?
6: I thought they were next to your blue diamond lapel pin, in your jewel
4: box. The gold jewel box or the emerald jewel box?
6: The gold one, of course.
4: No, I just looked there. I can't find them. I look.
6: Good heavens. This alligator tea party has got you all riled up.
4: It must go well tonight. All the other fancy alligators must accept us. I hope we're fancy enough for them.
6: Alf was very fancy.
4: I'm not that fancy.
6: Sorry, did you say something, dear?
4: You just said I was very fancy.
3: I didn't say anything. Alf was very fancy. Eek! There it is again. But she couldn't hear me, Alf, for I am the narrator of your story. And what I say goes.
4: You must have heard that.
3: Maybe you should lie down.
4: And wrinkle my waistcoat.
3: See, Alf was very fancy. I'm not that fancy. Fine. Let's start this story over again. (laughs) Once upon a time, there was an alligator named Alf who was a complete slob.
4: Darling, oh, darling.
3: My,
6: you look slovenly in that wrinkled and stained waistcoat.
4: And you look like a complete disaster in that dress made of pizza boxes.
6: Thank you. But where are your favorite cufflinks?
4: The ones made of ruby?
6: Rubies? I was talking about the ones made out of old wads of bubblegum. Bubblegum?
3: I'll go look for them.
4: All right, narrator, maybe I'm a little fancy.
3: I'm so glad you see it my way. Now, let's try this once again. Once there was an alligator who was a little fancy. Darling, ready
6: for these ruby cufflinks now?
4: Phew, yes, thank you, dear.
6: Alf was
3: relieved to be back being fancy. You are so annoying! Oh! <gasps>
4: Why would you say that to me? I I wasn't saying it to you, dear. I was saying it to... The narrator,
3: whom she could not hear.
4: Darling, would you go wait out in the car for me? Of
6: course. This is a big fancy night for both of us.
4: Narrator, I no longer require your services. I can narrate myself. See? Listen to this. Alf left for his fancy tea party where he made a fabulous impression on all the fanciest alligators that were there. Now if you'll excuse me, my wife is waiting in the car, and if I don't join her, she's going to mess with the stereo settings after I finally got them to where I want them.
3: And as Alf left his home for the fancy tea party, he had no idea that the narrator was going to embarrass him the whole night long. (laughs) Here we are, dear. We're the
6: first ones at the tea party. It's fancy to be early, right?
4: I think so. Here... Give us an alligator smooch for luck.
3: But when he left the embrace, Alf found a parrot on his shoulder.
4: A parrot?
3: A what? A parrot. Hello. You are so annoying.
6: Why would you say that to me? So annoying. Now you're getting your parrot to call me annoying. No, darling, not you. Just then,
3: Alf stuck up his arm. I what? Do you have a question, Alf?
4: No, I'm not raising my hand. I mean, my hand is raised, but it's not me who's doing it. It's my- Just
3: then, Alf began to boogie. Oh,
4: oh, oh, no, not the boogie. It's so unfancy. Alf, stop this at once. Ah, hello. Uh, At least the other alligators aren't here yet.
3: Just then, all the other alligators arrived. Hello.
4: Hello. Hello. Look, fellow alligators, it's Alf, and he's boogieing with a parrot on his shoulder ah, hello <laughs> it can't get worse than this the music
3: <laughs> stopped and elf <laughs> stopped boogieing oh
4: thank you i've certainly learned my and lesson. he started
3: tango dancing with a broom oh no <laughs> <laughs> then the broom
4: The broom, what? Oh! Oh, Oh, wow,
3: wow. 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 nice. Alf never lets me lead. As Alf's tango session came to a close, he and the broom did one last lift.
4: How can a broom lift a-
3: Whoa! And took a big bow. Whoa! And as Alf stood there, panting and out of breath in front of the other alligators-
4: That's enough, narrator! I went with a parrot, I did tango with a broom, I did the boogie! What will happen now? Alf, buddy. You okay? No, I'm not okay! I wanted you all to accept me amongst your ranks of fancy alligators, and now you never will! Us? Fancy?
7: (laughs) See,
4: you're laughing at me Alf, buddy, we're not laughing at you We're laughing at this whole thing We think of you as the fancy alligator Wrinkle-free waistcoat, ruby cufflinks The only thing we wear is our alligator skins Well, Jamie wears glasses, but I sure do (laughs) My goodness It seems I managed to create a lot of trouble for myself By trying to be what I thought you wanted me to be well, I'm a bit overdressed for the occasion when you put it that way.
7: <laughs> <laughs> Didn't want to say anything. A realization
3: finally washed over Alf then maybe he should concentrate less about being fancy and concentrate more on being himself. Gah!
4: Where even are you? Where even is whom? Jamie? Well, I'm over here. Not you, Jamie! Well, I never. My narrator! I'm over
3: here, and over here, and up here, and down here.
4: Look at Al swatting around in the air like there's a fly chasing him.
3: And I'm over
4: here, or maybe down here.
3: Now, I'm on that side! wait, 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 wait no, stop! I am everywhere. (laughs) I am the all-powerful narrator, and I am telling your story. (laughs) This will be read by thousands and thousands of people (laughs) who will all soon read the tale of Al's the silly
2: alligator
5: who thought that being fancy was... oh, was
3: Oh,
6: gosh. My alarm clock. Alf, is everything all right? You look shaken.
4: Oh, darling, I just had the most terrifying dream. It was about my tea party, and a parrot was there, and you, my beautiful wife, were there, and you were there.
6: Alf, you're pointing to a broom.
4: I am. Oh, it's really very silly, isn't it? But I'm so happy to be my own narrator again. And darling, let's not worry if we'll be fancy enough for the tea party. Let's just go and have a nice time, which will be easy with you. Because I don't find you annoying at all.
3: Oh, Alf. Uh, Thanks.
4: Now, I should really get ready for my party.
3: Yes, he really should. Eek! Alf? The End And now, Lee speaks with the author.
0: So, Liam, you wrote Alf the Alligator's Tea Night. Yep. It is one of the weirdest and funniest stories I've read in a while. Can you tell listeners how you came up with it?
2: So, one of your story, Sparks, was an unreliable narrator. And uh, I just thought of the goofiest animal. And basically, I just come up with whatever popped into my mind. And that's what the narrator makes him do.
0: And why do you think that kind of narrator is interesting in a story?
2: Well, I've been reading books, and I've been thinking, do these characters know that they're in a book? And I thought, if these characters know that they're in a book, do they hear the narrator? Are they, like, controlled by his every move? Or would the narrator kind of be the reader? Since the reader is narrating, it's kind of complicated.
0: When you think about a character in a book and, like, do they know they're in a book? Do they know they have a narrator? It kind of is a way of saying, like, I wonder if I'm in a book. (laughs) Do I have
2: a narrator? Is there, like, a narrator controlling all of us? And was he controlling you to call me? Who is my narrator?
0: Do you have any ideas?
2: No, actually, because if I even do have a narrator, then am I in a book?
0: These are big questions. Yeah. Is there anything else that you would ask your narrator if you had the chance?
2: I would definitely ask my narrator what universe he's even living in and how I could get to it.
0: Are they in another dimension or a mysterious room or like hidden in the walls or something?
2: I imagine him as creepy guy in the corner with a microphone just the surround sound in your house and just talking.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, does he have a specific voice?
2: I usually imagine his voice as like those robot voices in like audio books or something. So, or like a podcast. Yeah.
0: If I could choose my own narrator, I would choose someone with a great accent, you know?
2: Yes, definitely.
0: I'd want them to be like, Lee ate the crackers.
2: Yeah, every single documentary, a boy's accent is always the perfect voice for it.
0: Liam, I'm so glad we got to do your story. Thank you for letting us perform it.
2: Thank you for choosing it.
0: Our pleasure.
2: Bye, Liam. Bye!
0: Wow, what a great story! What does everybody else think? Oh right, everybody left. Oh, hey Spider, I didn't see you there. You can go ahead and eat that cricket if you want to. I'm not hungry. You think that I should listen to the podcasts by the other story pirates? Even after they attacked me out of nowhere? You're right. They're my friends, and I should still support them. Now, where is that old-timey podcast radio? Huh, you found it. Thanks, Spider. You know, those other story pirates might think that anyone can make a podcast, but they're going to find out. It is not as easy as it sounds. Okay, I'll just turn it on, and...
5: Welcome to Planet Rachel, the podcast, not the actual planet. I'm your host, Rachel, and I'm joined here today by my very special guest, Rachel. Welcome, Rachel. Thanks, Rachel. It's great to be here. I think it's great to be here too, Rachel. And can I just say, you're doing a great job hosting. Thanks. Wait, I thought you were the host. Oh, (laughs) you're right. Well, I guess that means it's my job to welcome our next guest. Also, Rachel. Uh, You already introduced me. I did. Wait, I thought you were the host. I'm confused.
0: Uh, let's see what else is on.
5: Welcome to Soup Sop, the podcast all about soup. On today's
1: episode, three bean soup. Will any three beans do the trick? Uh, let's see
0: what else is on. Welcome to the language learning show with Nimini and Lufa. Today
6: we'll be learning a simple greeting in Lufish.
8: Isn't that right, Lufa? <laughs>
2: Don't I know it?
0: (laughs) Huh. I wonder if Eric has one.
9: Eric here, and welcome to the unofficial companion podcast to the action-packed movie franchise about the underwater world of street boat racing, Swift and Irritated. Today, I'm joined by special guest, the pride of Nether Nebosia, Van Doozle. I'm Van. All right. Anything else?
5: Maintaining a soft, shiny mustache is a lot of work. Trust me. I know. That's why I like to use today's sponsor, Motormouth's Mustache Oil for Babies. It takes all the guesswork out of oil in your mustache. Use special offer code BABYSTASH to get 15% off your first order or your money back.
0: Uh, okay.
1: Welcome to Siegfried Songs, where I, Siegfried the Orange, give my unfiltered opinions on popular songs. Here's today's song.
7: I'm blue,
0: that's the color I am. Yes, I am blue, yes,
1: I am. All right, my take is, I hate it. Next song! Huh,
0: that was pretty good, actually. Let's see what else is on.
4: From Peter Productions and Triple NYC Studios, this is Cereal, a story told one cereal bowl at a time. I'm your host, Peter.
1: Oh, wow. This is good cereal. Hmm. Oh, really good. All right. Hola, bienvenidos a Smitty's Poetry Corner, where I share all my poems about corners. <clears throat> Shall I compare thee to a corner where two lines meet a point? Thine craftsmanship, thine grand composure, sturdy and adroit.
3: Next. Welcome to Where in the World is Megan? The comprehensive guide to all of my upcoming solo performances. On July 3rd, I'll be doing a one-woman show in Seattle. On December 6th, I'll be constructing interpretive mashed potato art on my front porch. At 3 o'clock this Sunday, I'll be singing a song to myself from Under the Earth's Crust. On the third Tuesday of every month, I'll...
0: Wow, I have to give everyone credit. They really recorded their own podcasts. Of course they still need me. Because, Spider, I have notes. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today, only on DoorDash. And get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change. Terms apply. And yes, thank you everyone for joining me here in the lounge.
5: You emailed us saying that if we didn't show up, we'd be fired. What? No, I didn't. You didn't? Hold on. Uh Uh-oh. Everyone, I've just been fired from my job as a barista. (laughs) Just because I've, quote, never shown up the last five years? Lee,
3: what's all this about? We're all very busy and very successful solo podcast stars now. You probably wouldn't know that, though. What with all of your secret side projects.
0: Actually, I listened to all of your podcasts. You did? Of course. And I've just got one big note. No
7: way
0: No,
3: no, No. 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 No, no. let's hear him out After all, that's part of creating a podcast
0: Thank you, Megan My big note is that every single one of your podcasts is Really great I mean it Every single podcast sounds exactly like your unique individual voices And I'm really proud of you
3: Oh no! Wait, aren't you gonna tell us that they could? I don't know, be better or try to win us back?
0: Win you back, Megan? Is there something else bothering you? Because it sounds like you're upset about more than just a podcast. <laughs> a what
3: a me? <laughs> no, I. Okay, fine. It's just that for the past four and a half seasons, we've been living on this ship together, telling stories and getting into all sorts of wild and weird situations.
4: Ooh, don't forget occasionally life-threatening.
3: Mm, that too, Peter. But we're getting closer and closer to the surface, and once we're there, we'll just be back home.
0: Isn't that what you want? Of
3: course it is. But at the same time, what does that mean for all of us? Are we all just going to go our separate ways? If we're not stuck on a ship, why do a podcast together?
0: I get what you're saying. I think about that sometimes, too. You do? Of course. It's only natural to think about the future. But I like to remind myself that what we do here, turning kids' stories into sketch comedy and songs, is way more fun to do together. It's not the ship that keeps us together. It's each other.
3: You're right. We're more than just work friends. We're a work family.
4: Oh, that's what Van Doozle says at the end of Swift and Irritated Six.
3: Lee... I'm sorry for accusing you of forcing us out. The truth is, I've always been a little paranoid ever since the Andrews sisters started touring without me. Huh? But I feel a lot better after talking things out. In fact, I feel so much better that I think we should do another story. Yeah!
0: And here to introduce it is the author.
2: Hi, my name is Marley. I'm seven years old. I live in Washington. This is my story, The Journey.
8: Wow, what a beautiful day to be hiking with my mom. Hi, Marley. And my dad. Love ya, kiddo. Have you guys ever seen such beautiful woods? Look at the gorgeous moss. What a specimen. I'm lichen it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because lichen sounds like liking, even though moss is a plant and lichen is a symbiotic relationship between fungus and bacteria. Good one, mom. Thanks, sweetie. Puns are how I cope. I know. Anyway, we set off this morning to have a wonderful family hike to the woods. And we did it! It's probably time to head home.
9: Oh, sweet summer child. Just because we arrived at the place we set out to visit doesn't mean we're finished. Remember, it's not the destination. It's the journey.
8: Dad, you always say that. In fact, you're wearing a t-shirt that says the exact quote right now.
9: Uh-huh. It's called style.
8: Your father has a point, Marley. If we focused on the destination, we'd never notice... That the woods ended several yards back and now we're on the shore of a lake? Oh, oh my. Wow. Mm, wow.
7: This Beautiful. is lovely. Yes. I'm
8: laking it? <laughs> I'm going to jump right in.
9: <laughs>
8: <sighs> swimming.
9: Ow! Marley, you swam into a boat.
8: Who would just leave an empty boat floating in a lake?
9: I have a great idea. Let's all get into that boat.
8: Is that a great idea? This isn't our boat, and none of us know how to sail so, and...
9: Stop, tsk, Marley. Where's your sense of adventure? Remember, it's not the destination. It's the journey. Okay, but
8: pointing to your t-shirt doesn't change the fact that this isn't our boat. Cannonball! And- Dad! <laughs>
9: i can't hear you i'm swimming to the boat come on marley you know how he
8: gets go
9: (sighs) and now let's climb into the boat (sighs) now that we're all aboard let's sail
8: now that we're sailing anybody want to tell me where we're going your father has a point dear if we focused on the destination we'd never notice that somehow we've left the lake and are now sailing out to
9: sea this is Fantastic! It is? We're sailing the seven seas, just like Henry Hudson, Captain Sir John Franklin, and their brothers Corte Real.
8: Okay, but literally everyone you just mentioned disappeared off the face of the earth. Honey, I think the boat is rocking.
9: How exciting. What could be causing the boat to rock?
8: Um, I have a guess. The giant tactical coming out of the water?
7: This is
9: outstanding! What? Really, Tom? Who dares disturb my slumber?
8: Sorry to disturb you, tentacle beast. I'm Marley, and this is my mom and dad.
4: What are you? Some sort of loving family spending quality time together in the beauty of nature? That's exactly it. Disgusting! I won't allow it. I shall suction cup the fun right out of you. Oh! My God.
8: Ah!
9: Sweetie, while we're getting eaten by the giant tentacle beast, try to remember it's not the destination, it's the journey.
5: Repeating that over and over isn't helping. The beast is slapping the water
7: with
8: its horrible tentacle. <laughs> Wait, the slap created a wave and it's rocking us back to shore. Oh no, the beast is following us. How dare you try to escape? Come back here. Wait, it seems to be a. Really terrible swimmer. It's just sort of dog-paddling. (laughs) Come back. Quickly, when we reach the shore, everyone jump out of the boat and run. Here we go. (laughs) Run for it. Get back here so I can (laughs) eat
4: you. Oh, they got away. Well, now that I'm awake, I might as well do my favorite thing, practicing the saxophone.
8: Well, we made it out of the forest. Barely. I think I heard my knee pop. Oh,
9: this is the greatest day of my life.
8: How are we going to get home?
9: Oh, Marley, Marley, Marley. Remember?
8: Dad, this is not the time.
9: It's not the destination.
8: I am begging you not to finish that sentence.
9: It's the journey.
8: Ugh! Well, at least things can't get any more absurd. Oh, great! Vikings! We're surrounded by hundreds of them, and they look angry!
1: We are angry, and we've been waiting for you here at the edge of the forest. Well, that's terrifying. What do you mean, terrifying? I'm sure these Vikings are
9: going to give us our most exciting adventure yet.
1: That's right, Dad. We are going to employ traditional Viking magic. Oh, well, now that could be fun. And turn you all into skeletons.
8: I spoke too soon.
1: Heeble, Geeble, blerg and Son, make them into skeletons.
7: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
8: oh, great. Now we're skeletons.
9: Hooray!
8: You're happy about this? Honestly, Tom, this is getting
9: pathological. Haven't you ever wondered what you'd look like without organs and muscles and skin? I don't want to be
8: a skeleton.
9: I want to be a person. Remember, it's not the destination.
1: Don't
8: say it!
1: It's the the journey. journey! See? The Vikings get it. We've been practicing mindfulness. Now, prepare for the next step of your journey. Doing whatever we say. Dad skeleton. Yes? Dance a jig and make it especially embarrassing. All righty (laughs) then.
9: This is so
1: humiliating. (laughs) And here. that's dancing. Good landing there. Now, skeleton child, burp the alphabet.
8: Oh, come on, please don't make me do that. It's too embarrassing.
1: Do it.
7: What oh.
1: <laughs> Now, skeleton mother, we need you to-
8: No, absolutely not.
1: What?
8: I refuse to participate in these embarrassing Viking shenanigans. Honey, let's get out of here once and for all.
9: Wait. I've got a good
1: feeling about this.
9: Let's see how it plays out. What?
1: It'll play out all right after we turn your wife into a trash zombie. I'm sorry, what? I told Mm -hmm. you we needed to get out of (laughs) here.
7: Trash.
9: Honey. She's a trash. This is all my fault. Oh, I should never have pushed us all to continue our adventure. We should have ended our trip back in the woods. It's not the
1: destination, it's the journey.
9: Wow, yikes. Am I that obnoxious when I say that?
8: Yes.
1: My wise little buttercup. What are we going to do about your mom? You'll do nothing. Unless, of course, you were to find our legendary Viking crystal that contains the power to reverse all our spells. Oh, do you mean this Viking
8: crystal that I found on the ground right in front of us?
1: Ah! Uh, how did you? When did you? Which did you? Who was in charge of the crystal? Sorry, that's uh, my a bad. Darn it, Sven. All right, as long as you don't lay it in your mom's hands, everything will be fine. Hey,
8: mom, hold this!
1: Uh, right? No! Shucks, what just happened? They've turned back into people. We don't know how to deal with people. We lack the necessary social skills. Vikings, away.
9: Well, family, that was quite the journey. Marley, I hope you've learned something today. You hope I
8: learned something today? What, that it's not the destination, it's the journey?
9: Absolutely not. What a terrible quote. I vow never to say it again.
8: I'll go ahead and burn your t-shirt, dear.
9: Thanks, honey. What I do hope you've learned is that even dads make mistakes.
8: Oh, dad. I've always known that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wait, what? The end.
7: And
0: now it's time for Story Pirates roll call. Send
9: us your, your We we'll read them all. We we'll read them all. You know we love them. Now time for Story Pirates roll call. First
0: up, we got a story called Bill the Sock Eater by Caleb, Joshua, Elijah, Abby, and Lucy in New York. And this story has a pretty wonderful narrator. In fact, I would like to audition to be the narrator right now. Him gather round children and listen to a story of when i was younger said the old weirdo who lived somewhere else i bet you my mile long beard that this will scare you out of your socks <laughs> how was that did i get the part please thanks for sending it in caleb joshua elijah abby and lucy You know, one of the most important things about a story is the setting or where it takes place. And this next story has a great one. From an 11-year-old in the UK named Ben, the story The Secret Bear Club takes place at a hideout. But it's not just any old hideout. It's a small, soggy cardboard box with a moldy pizza inside. As the author Ben tells us, it's not a very good hideout for the Secret Bear Club, but it is a great place to start a story. Great work, Ben. Next up from Nora, a seven-year-old in Washington, we've got The Moppers Who Were Actually Mops, which is about a couple of mops that love to mop. And it really drives home the importance of loving what you do, because when these moppers are mopping, they actually feel like they are dancing. Woohoo! Thanks, Nora! And finally, a shout out to Susanna, a 10-year-old from Iowa, who has written one of the legit most shocking stories I have ever read. It's called, Why You Should Never Leave Hungry Kids Home Alone. Whoa, you have got to read this one. I'm not gonna spoil a word. So to read it for yourself and to read all of today's roll call stories, head to storypirates.com/podcast. That was roll call. Now it's time for you to write us a story, and if you don't know what to write, here's a story spark from Marley, the author of The Journey.
2: Kids, write us a poem about nature. Be sure to include something that you would see in nature but also try to include some fantastical things as well. What happens when nature and fantasy mix together?
0: That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening, and a big thanks to today's authors, Liam and Marley. Grownups can submit kids' stories and story sparks at storypirates.com. And remember, every single story we receive gets some love. Some story love. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, stay creative and stay kind.
7: Bye! Bye.
0: The Story Pirates Podcast is a production of Story Pirates Studios. Executive produced by Lee Overtree and Benjamin Salka. This episode was produced by Sam Baer, Mike Cavallon, Minzwi Karami, Mahela Lawrence, Peter McNerney, Andrew Miller, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Rachel Winitsky, and Nimini Ware. Our theme song was written by Bobby Lord and produced by Brendan O'Grady. Roll call theme by Andrew Barbado. Musical scoring by Jack Mitchell. Our head writer is Minzwi Karami. Staff writers are Mike Avalon, Mahela Lawrence, and Alexis Simpson. And contributing writers are Peter McNerney, Megan O'Neill, and Lee Overtree. This episode features performances by Eric Austin, Greg Barnett, Matt Cox, Sasha Diamond, Angela Gia Rotana, Tara Halpern, Alexis Lambright, Quentin Johnson, Jasmine Malave, Julie Marciano, Peter McNerney, Joshua Nasser, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Keith Rubin, Peter Russo, Rachel Winiski, Harry Wood, Nimini Ware, and Matt Zembrano. That was a great episode today, huh? but I'm glad to be done. Time to head
2: home. As Lee heads home, he eats the sandwich, then realizes he's full and burps very loudly. Yeah, you know, I am kind of
0: hungry, though. I do have this sandwich in my back pocket. Oh, let's take a little bite.
2: Oh, wow. Where did that burp come from? Lee walks home and gets inside to see a ton of monkeys flooded into his house. What are all
0: these monkeys doing here? What? Hey! Get, get off the couch! Hey, you! Get out of there! No, that's the dishwasher! That's the dishes! What? Why is this happening to me?
2: The monkeys disappear as Lou relaxes and takes a sip of kefir.
0: <sighs> Where'd they go? Uh, okay, I guess I'll just relax and... Take a sip of this keeper. Um,
7: um, um.
2: Except the keeper comes alive and marches away, creating a rebellion against milk. And in the middle of the room, you can see a war between keeper and milk. What? This keeper's alive! Ah, it's coming! There's a war happening! Keeper versus milk? This is. I can't take it! Ah! Leah runs away, never to return, and there is still a war between Milk and Keeper going on.